Grace to you and peace this morning from our living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whenever we answer the phone in this country, it's pretty standard we say hello. Isn't that true? Every country has its own greeting. I could ask my dear friend sitting back here, who's nodding off already, what the greeting is in Korea. Do you remember? Yobaseo. Yeah, when the phone would ring, you'd pick it up, Yobaseo. I'm not sure what it means, you know. It, it's just another form of hello. It doesn't have a meaning of its own. Okay, and then you would go immediately into conversation, and then you would close it with a variety of endings. Well, that's the way we are in this country. We begin our conversations, hello, and then a lot of times we close with a variety of endings. Sometimes it's God bless, sometimes it's I love you, take care, uh, you know, goodbye, you know, various ways we sign off on our conversation. We have a beginning and an end. <clears throat> and as you uh, studied in confirmation class, the terms amen, Amen, amen. Yes, yes, let it be so. It is a closing. It is a closing to a statement or a teaching that has just been put forth, and we emphasize its importance and its truth by saying amen. It's as though we were placing our hand upon the Bible and saying, yes, this is true. Let it be so. We do this repeatedly sometimes in some classes or in some conversations, amen, to stress the point. In our psalm reading this morning, Psalm 136, we find another type of greeting, but it conveys the same sense as amen. For his steadfast love endures forever. Nine times you read that this morning in our responsive reading. Every verse. We have a half verse, half verse. The first half states something God has done. The second is, for his steadfast love endures forever. It's affirming the fact that what was said first is true. It's as though the writer was saying, Amen, Amen, each and every time he stated a fact. This is really interesting because... What God is doing here through the inspiration that the Spirit gives to the writer is he's using our humanity. He knows how we think and how we learn. And so he's using the very basis of our humanity to teach us something about himself, that he is God over all, that all things are made through him, and that God is here through all circumstances. Nothing can overcome God. Nothing is too great for God to take on and to correct. For his love, steadfast love, endures forever. We repeat. And we repeat it again upon the next thing. It reaffirms to us, to our heart, that our God is able. Boy, and in this times, the times that we're going through right now, it's not just the COVID virus that people are concerned about, but many of the fallouts that are happening. You know, people, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Some are being called back, some may never. But 
when they do get called back, a lot of times they're finding their job is not the same. It has changed. Circumstances are different. And so there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of anguish and everything. How blessed it is we can say, My God is with me, for his steadfast love endures forever. His steadfast love, it is steadfast. It is firmly planted. It is firmly given. It is rutted into a firm foundation and not to be moved. That's God's love. And that love was demonstrated when he gave Christ over to the authorities to be crucified. It demonstrated God's steadfastness. That even at the greatness of the cost, what it was going to cost God, his own begotten son, he did not move. He did not flinch. He did not back off, but he was steadfast to his promise. He would give his son for the redemption of the world. That's being pretty firm. That is being absolutely confident that you can win and will win. The love of God in Jesus Christ is so great. We will ponder upon that all of our living days. No matter how many they are, if there are few or if there are many, we'll never fully comprehend the greatness of God's love in Christ. Now, in our Old Testament reading in Isaiah, it mentions that the steadfast love was shown to David. And we look at David as an example. David, yes, was a great man. He was a great leader. He was a great warrior. He knew how to conduct battles. He was good at fighting. And he was generally a good leader for the country. But David was an adulterer. Even having walked with God in the intimate relationship that God had with him, speaking to him so closely and so personally, David turned his back on God and committed adultery. Now, wouldn't that just about turn you off? How many women or how many men will marry the love of their life and one instance of infidelity and they're out the door. Once. It always amazes me is how people will live together before marriage, oftentimes for years. Then they finally get around to getting married to make it legal. And then boredom sets in, or whatever else. And one of them steps out. And immediately, divorce is brought up. One infraction, even though they had both together sinned repeatedly before marriage. They think a marriage, a wedding ceremony, is going to cure that which is down deep. It never does. It never does. There's only one cure, and that's the love of God that forgives. The love of God in Christ Jesus that forgives. And to that we must say, Amen, Amen. For the steadfast love of God endures forever.
we say that. The psalmist writes on various things. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. He says, give thanks to the God of God, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then he goes on, and he talks about God's role in creation. He says, to him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. Remember now, each one of this is like saying, Amen, Amen. Yes, it is so. It is true. To him who by understanding made the heavens. That is so true. God understood. God knew the depths. He knew the breadth. And he made the heavens accordingly. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights. Amen, amen. The sun to rule over the day. Amen, amen. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. Each and every one of those things are so true. Are so true as they define God's work, God's being, God's person. What God has done for us. But it goes on, the rest of the psalm, and it talks about the wonders that God did for the Israelites. How he overcame vicious kings, mean kings, wicked rulers. For his steadfast love rules forever. God cares for his people. He tends for his people. God is their shepherd. God is our shepherd. And he tends to our needs. Amen. Amen. Can we say anything different? We have no other recourse than to say amen to the works of God. For we know that all that God does is for the benefit of his people. Even the rain that God sends. He sends the rain upon the land. He causes it to rain upon the just and the unjust. God sends the heat of the day and the coolness of the night. And he does this for what reason? For the benefit of his people. Even the unbelievers receive benefits from God because indirectly they will benefit God's people. Amen. Amen. Let it be so. God's love is not only steadfast, but remember it endures. It endured even in David. When David turned his back on God and committed adultery, he caused a serious affront, and yet God forgave. And God can forgive today. God forgives us. People see our life. People see our actions. And many times our sins are not just private, but they become public. God's steadfast love rules forever. How important it is then that we do openly acknowledge and confess our guilt. To confess that we are sinful, we are miserable creatures. But in and out of desperation, 
and by the moving of the Holy Spirit, we turn to Christ to be healed. And the world sees that. The world sees that we find healing in the presence of God through his Son, Jesus Christ. The, God, the world sees our witness, and the Spirit latches upon that to plant the seed, the seed of faith, that others too may be able to confess, Amen, Amen. God is a gracious God. God is a forgiving God, a loving God. For his steadfast love rules forever. It will not diminish, and it will not wane, it will not disappear and slide off into oblivion, for his love is forever. All the other things that we see in life will pass away, but God's love is forever. It is steadfast. It endures us. It puts up with us forever. And that's what we gather for, is to reaffirm the fact that when Jesus Christ came in time to his own people, he came to gather his people, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles, to gather his people from the far corners of the earth, to gather you and I into this grand assembly that we might be as one, worshiping and praising the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit forever. Because his love is forever. And his love is steadfast. And his love endures. It endures all that we put before God, all the serious affronts that we cause, all the miserable sins that we do to each other. It forgives all them. Because God's love is a mending love. It's a healing love. It's a love forever. To that we can only but say together, Amen, Amen. Let it be so. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave his life that we might live, the Lord bless you and keep you, and the Lord enrich you through Jesus alone. Amen.